Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. If I'm sitting at this table, I have the right of voice and so on. But my rule is just, I don't care. It's not my problem, it's your problem. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. My name is Katherine Hargreaves, and I am based in Oakland, California. I've been a member of the Women in Tech community for a few months, and I really enjoy the diversity and breadth of topics discussed in the group. I joined the community because I am a culture alchemist, and I design transformational trainings and games for individuals and organizations that want to become evolutionary. My background is in UX design and strategy, and many of my clients are in the technology space. So I find a lot of resonance in communities like women in tech. And finally, I'm a big nerd when it comes to things like cool community-created resources, and women in tech is definitely that. Some ways to connect with me socially, uh, find me on LinkedIn under Magic Cat, under Medium under Magic Cat, and email me cat at arco.world. And that's spelled K-A-T at A-R-K-O dot world w-o-r-l-d thank you so much if you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech remember you can go to the women in tech facebook group at women in tech vip.com that's women in tech vip.com we would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. When I became a founder, I dreamed of becoming the next Google until I went to Google and I'm like, man, this is a lot of responsibility that two guys have. <laughs> and it got me thinking, you know, at that time, is this dream that I thought I wanted to be the, the next Google? I wanted to be the Google of action sports, build a company that was the Google of action sports. Is this dream that I wanted something I actually want? Like the lifestyle of that dream is, is that really my dream lifestyle? And I realized, no, like my dream company, my dream lifestyle is a very connective, small company, five to seven people, 
really stable, creating work that we're really proud of, that, that has a huge impact, that, that serves others, and where we feel like we're not even working because we're in such a state of flow with everything that we do, that we have a very strong culture, that we're authentic and open with one another, that we're collaborative, all these things. The culture was important to me, the small dynamics that would obviously change the bigger that you get. And so I just remembered that moment where it just shifted. And even throughout the years when I would read blogs and stuff, you'd see about these people with lifestyle businesses. And we always pictured them, right, as bloggers or something like that or internet marketers. But what of a lifestyle business is simply thinking about creating the lifestyle that we want and then making sure what we're doing for work is in alignment with that lifestyle. And it doesn't have to necessarily mean a blog or being an internet marketer. It can be the company that we want to have. It can be, you know, the five to seven person business like that I have and building content that is truly meaningful for others, which is, hello, that's why you're listening right now. Um, It makes me feel so good when I hear from our listeners and continuing to serve and to empower and celebrate. Like that's my steez. That's my purpose and, and why I do what I do. And so I think that's a really important question to ask is, is what we're building and what we're working on matching the lifestyle that that we want to have. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here in Kiev, Ukraine, the most incredible women in tech that I met. And right now we're in the Ukraine sitting in Texas ranch. I'd like to welcome, and we'll get into what that means in a second. I'd like to welcome our next guest, Olga. Hello. Hi. Hi. There is a Texas in Ukraine. There is a Texas. <laughs> it's funny because there's a Georgia, the country right by Ukraine. And I always have to say Georgia, the country. I thought I wouldn't have to say Georgia, the country in Ukraine, but yet tonight at dinner, he goes, Georgia, you mean the state? I'm like, oh my gosh. But I'm in Ukraine. Like, wow. <laughs> so, okay, we're at Texas Ranch. We just had the most amazing dinner. We did. Yeah. It was super amazing. <laughs> it was really good. And I met the owner of the restaurant at the event that you produced. Um, before we get into how amazing you are, this angel investing event that really just blew my mind, the incredible dinner we just had. Why don't we start with the basics? And why don't you share with everybody who you are and what you do? Uh, well, my job is simple. I just... You're Name, you know, uh, my name is Olga Fanasieva. I'm the CEO of Ukrainian Venture Capital and Private Equity Association, for which UVCA stands. So my job is simple. I just manage investors. <laughs> you just manage people. Yeah, I just manage people. Best you know, simple job, job ever. <laughs> and Sarcasm. Investors, you know, they have money. <laughs> it's a joke as well. Yeah, thank you for a nice words about the event. I'm very happy that you enjoyed it. And uh, accidentally, you were here in Ukraine and you, you, you attended it. So, yeah, association was founded uh, five years ago, and the aim was to, uh, you know, like to invite, unite investors who are caring about the ecosystem of Ukraine, most 
mostly venture capitalists, but also private equity funds in order to you know protect their rights and to basically serve their needs. So we do everything like starting from legislation to promoting the investment opportunities from our country for local investors and for foreign ones, as well as supporting startup innovative companies, because there are a lot of them. There are a lot of tech talents, and this is what we find to do to find synergy between investment side and from the other side, uh, innovators. So I go to so many events around the world, and what you curated, and I, you were so humble when I gave you a compliment after the event, how great it was. You were just saying, oh no, it was the speakers, but it's not the speakers. It all, I mean, yes, it was the speakers too, but it all starts with curation. You have to be thoughtful about what outcome you want attendees to experience, and then will those speakers that you select cater to that outcome, and are they delivering presentations that offer value? And even the attendees themselves, what value are they getting from other attendees? I mean, at one point, someone asked a question and you even said the reminder this is not a startup event there's no pitching this is for investors (laughs) yeah but I appreciated it because the ethos of your event was very clear and so I quite enjoyed myself gained so much I was riveted I had other things that I could have been doing and I was so happy that I was just there listening absorbing the information it was great speakers why don't you just share with us for a second who the speakers were for the day yeah so uh, UVCA is uh, the part of uh, the EC program, which stands for Early Stage Investors Launchpad, the program uh, founded by European Union. So we are, and I am, the like local ambassador for this uh, program, aimed to educate investors, angel investors in particular, and to bring them more like experience, more knowledge, sharing of uh, deals and uh, pipeline of the companies to where invest. And this event was basically in the framework of this project. So the first speaker was uh, Luigi Amati, who is the head of Italian Angel Investors uh, Network. And the second one was the Dutch guy, Bas Gotska, who is based in Kiev now. Uh, and he actively invests in the startups, not only in Ukraine, but in CE uh, region in Central Eastern Europe. So yeah, it was kind of uh, really interesting. A lot of insights, well, for me personally, and I hope not only for Angel investors but for like startups for people from the industry who were there and hopefully there will be more and more investors totally (laughs) and Boz what's so cool I didn't know he was one of the initial investors in one of the unicorn startups Miro I think is M-I-R-O it's this web platform where you have like an infinite I think a brain share Um, you guys google it it's very popular and it's very late here where we just had this huge dinner let's let's tell everybody about like because we been a little bit vague about it about what is Texas Ranch so we met the owner of Texas Ranch at your event and now what just happened tonight Oh, tonight is happening a lot of food, <laughs> a lot of interesting people to, to talk at our table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you came from a board meeting, right? Yeah, we just had a board meeting with uh, our new board members, um, which are super cool, super experienced. Uh, but these are nine people who are from one gender. And guess what gender is it? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, this is something I would be happy to work with because stepping aside I'm the ambassador of women in venture capital uh, in the network of European women in venture capital from U- I'm from Ukraine um, and we like 
try to promote having more women on board of VCs on uh, on the funds, which now consists only three percent in general in the world, which is like nothing basically. So yeah, coming back to our board meeting, uh, yeah, like uh, a couple of people from the board meeting and we are together uh, arrived here to explore what is happening in this restaurant and happening a lot of tasty food. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because it's not just like when he invited us, I thought it was really sweet, but I thought it would be just normal restaurant. And it's not a normal restaurant. He's designed all the furniture, custom. It's incredible. He's uh, has these cool cowboy chairs. I mean, it's just, it's just something that I wish even Los Angeles had. It is just a really, really cool place. And so I just wanted to give him shout out because I, I it's a, it's truly an experience to be here. They have this area out front with a stage area where families can play and music and movie nights. And they have a mechanical bull. Anyway, I could go on and on, but. It's just been, I think, I think the takeaway is you could walk in a restaurant anywhere in the world and you usually feel like it's just a restaurant. That's the thing. And here we felt the whole time that we were like in his living room, in his home, like every single inch of this place from the team he selected to the decor on the walls um, was invested in with love. And it just used and it makes the food even taste better. And I think that's the reason why I bring it up is because like it's so important and in building our companies and in the relationships and just like your angel investment event, like when you think about every aspect and you really truly care about the end result, the end outcome for the consumer, for the customer eating, for the attendee at your event, for the person purchasing your product or installing your app, it truly makes the experience and creates return customers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Going back to the restaurant, it's American food, which is usually like, you know, it's tasty, but more like, I don't know, like general. Not, not yeah, like so much yeah, no, soul. totally. Yeah, no soul. Yeah, yeah sorry. But, I am American, I can say. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about yeah, that. No, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the thing that I did not expect is the, 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 the founder, the, the owner, he tastes every dish himself. And like for that, I, I'll definitely bring my husband, who is Italian, for, yeah. you know, like, yeah, uh, tasting manja. the food. And he, yeah, manja. <laughs> <laughs> so he will he will definitely uh, you know understand what I mean sorry yeah. and yeah so this yeah. is this is a nice place and uh, you know like making these things like tailor made like and making them with soul is something that uh, will be the only way to survive in the future. I think that's where. And, and I want to get in deep into your story, but I just think that's so important because I think that's where our economy's headed. I think we were somewhere else a few years ago. Then we got into this like phase where it's like automation and, and like let's, uh, you know, process driven, blah, 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 get rid of people kind of vibe. And then people were like, wait, no, we want to matter too. And so the more emphasis you put on the consumer experience and genuinely caring and the more authentic communication you have online, the more people are going to respond to what you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And referring again to our previous conversations, I'm a true believer in impact investing. So I believe that... That's a good uh, point, yeah. 
people will invest not only in something that, that bring them money, but in something that will bring the planet, the humans, something or of, of more long-term value, like something that will have social impact, environmental impact, or some other way to have the sustainable life on the planet. Like for now, people think that this is okay. This is something like, you know, you're a psycho or whatever. Yeah. It's too much romantic. But I think that now is something like more optional but in actually midterm it will become something that is necessary because we know what is happening to our planet we have a lot of inequality in terms of gender in terms of race whatever and this is something that we have to care about because there is no way out of it yeah let's start with your story because that's what this is about when did you first find an interest in either technology or business were you a kid or did it happen later in life for you uh if we go uh, back to my childhood uh probably you know like uh, i got my first laptop which was black and white when i was in ninth grade so it's like uh i don't know, like 14 for 15 years old and i was super complaining to my parents because like why do I need this because I will have the bad eyesight because I will get stuck to it and so on and they said no this is the future and I'm like oh my god <laughs> then I got they like forced you to have a computer yeah and then <laughs> I was like okay that's interesting then my uh my cousin he had the like the real computer like after several years and uh I was happy to go to you know to visit them because he had one of the games I liked so yeah. I think this was my first interaction with technology <laughs> later I I always like some gadgets and so on but I was working in the academia sector more like you know science lecturing uh, doing my PhD then again lecturing and at a certain point I found myself here at uh, UVCA the Association on, of Investment Funds that are interested in uh, Ukrainian market and uh, we started doing like supporting things for example if we're talking about technology we support the Ukrainian pavilion at Consumer Electronics Show CES in Las yeah. Vegas yeah so yeah, this is actually the fourth year we're doing that. So my every Ukrainian Christmas, which is January the seventh, starts in the airplane with you know going <laughs> heading to uh, CES. So yeah, going back to the story, we are choosing like startups, like six companies this year. We have the financial support of the fund CRDF uh, from United States, backed by U.S. government. Uh, we have chosen with the best you know juries of Ukraine. We prepare these companies and we will have them. This is hardware. So we will uh, have them to showcase what they have done and uh, also, you know, like to show what Ukraine can do. This yeah. is like the bigger aim. Uh, only, it's not just business. It's just the bigger aim we are doing. That's why I like this yeah, project. Yeah. And we are supporting, you know, startups. We try to connect them to investors. So it's come, you know, like it comes naturally because I feel that there is like social impact in that. It's not only just, you know, doing business. What's a huge obstacle that you successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. 
Season 4 is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. What's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's not an easy question, definitely. Well, I think there are like many obstacles from one point of view. From the other side, uh, like if I overcame them, this is not that huge obstacle. If we're talking about, you know, like gender equality and so on, um, Sometimes it's quite challenging because uh, many top positions are held by men and uh, men like, you know, older than certain age. So uh, when I'm like a little bit younger and I'm female and I'm, you know, uh, look younger than I am, yeah. it's a bit challenging for, you know, like proving that, yes, I deserve that. Like if I'm sitting at this table, I have the right of voice and so on. But my rule is just, like, I don't care. Like, it's not my problem. It's your problem. problem. This is something that comes to my mind. You don't let it stop you. you, What would you say is really empowering advice that you've gotten in work? Uh, Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't care about that, just do it. <laughs> don't and just do like, it. If you don't know where to go, just go somewhere and like take all the opportunities. I mean, take all the reasonable opportunities you have and you will find the way out or you find the way that you're looking for. And this really helps. That's perfect. Have you been on a podcast before? Uh, no, I have been on the vlog, but podcast, no, you're my first. <laughs> Yay! And the first of many to come. Thank How can you. people connect with you? Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on, uh, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook. Can you spell your name for everybody? Yes. My name is spelled like O-L-G-A. And the surname is A-F-A-N-A-S-Y-E-V-A. Perfect. And so everybody could look you up on LinkedIn. Of course, we'll include in the show notes too. Is there anything that you want to share that, that we didn't cover? Uh, I wanted to share my like recent uh, hobby that yeah. I'm doing. It's not maybe appropriate for English-speaking crowd, but uh, still. So I recently launched my Telegram channel about books. <laughs> oh, I'm actually really excited you bring this up because I've been bringing up in a few episodes. If you could tell people what is Telegram and why it's different than WhatsApp and everything, because this has been coming up a lot, that Telegram has a lot of power, and especially when it comes to the groups. Yeah, yeah. I think the difference is that you can have the groups and you can have the like the channel so channel is basically like something where you post the stuff and people just read so they cannot command and uh, you can put like reactions or maybe the comments and so on Um, and uh, you can have like subscribers so it's basically like your Instagram account but the focus is not on the pictures but the focus is on the words and I like the words Uh, I I like the pictures as well but uh, like I feel more power with the words so yeah I think this is main Ah, and there are a lot of stickers (laughs) (laughs) yeah I hear that a lot of stickers and supposedly it's more secure tell us about your books group yeah yeah. So I like to read. I was posting stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Then I decided that 
you know, like I have to have dedicated uh, channel for posting the stuff. So I just started to write about uh, the books I've read. It's called BMW, actually, like books, movies, and wine. Well, <laughs> you know, we all like Is it in stuff. Ukrainian or is it? It's in, in Russian. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Maybe uh, someday we'll start doing it in English. I think I will. But why I wanted to share is that I don't have like super a lot of subscribers. It's like less than 1000 but that's a lot of subscribers still but it's yeah it's like telegram it's not instagram where you can catch with the beautiful pictures and so on it's just text it's more boring and so on so i think it's going fine it's just several months old but what i see is that people really read it and people really they appreciate the recommendations and they follow the advices what to read Mm. and i feel like one of my missions from above is to make people read not just something on facebook not just you know long reads and so on but to read the books because there is a lot of wisdom there is a lot of things to you know like to learn then to implement in the business or in their like philanthropic activity wherever even it's not like the business book but just the fiction and like two days ago I have a funny situation when I went with my colleague to the bar and the waiter we just entered you know we just with the coats and the hats and so on and she's I know you like okay (laughs) Why do you know me? I'm the first time here. And she said, no, no, I watch a TEDx talk and I'm a subscriber of your Telegram channel. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. It's like super surprising. I I have so many (laughs) questions. Wait, what was your TEDx talk on? It was about the books as well. It was called, what should you do to not be afraid? And I was uh, explaining that the thing that you should do for, you know, like overcoming all the fears that you might have is reading books. This is the basically universal antidote for all the fears that we have. So just knowledge that you, uh, you know, take from all the books you read helps you to uh, not be in like in the trouble, help you to find the solution in business and all this stuff. And what is your favorite book? Oh, I have a lot of them. Uh, from this year, I think my favorite book is Factfulness. I highly recommend it to everyone. What's it about? It's about, uh, it's like, it's not fiction. It's about the world, our world, which is becoming actually the better place, not the worst. Because we read in the news and we see that like, oh no, like the other airplane crashed and people die and there is epidemia or whatever. But actually, according to statistics and based like on the normal logic, the world is actually becoming a better place. And the authors, yeah. And like, it's, it's really like for me, several points were like really eyes opening experience. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to think about it every time I'm making a decision or I'm, you know, like comprehensive information from outside because uh, so he, he the author he was also given the TED talk if you're interested he distinguishes several laws on which the common sense is based and uh, on which our analysis of the outer world should be based so highly recommended and uh, if we're talking about the fiction I think one of my favorites is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr Oh, it's super amazing. You can cry on every page, but it's so, you know, like life establishing and encouraging that you cannot imagine. I was crying. It's about the Second World War. So the main uh, characters are the blind girl, the boy who was left without his parents, uh, some other guys who want to steal the diamond from the girl who owns it. And, you know, like there is a tragedy in every character. 
you're reading, you're crying, but at the end you're like, oh my God, life is an amazing thing and you need to appreciate every moment of it. It's like all my surrounding have read it. <laughs> I super recommend to read it. Wait, I have a really important question and I love that you brought up your book. I have two questions. One, how did you grow your Telegram group to headed towards a thousand so quickly? It was an organic growth. Uh, so I was copying parts of the post uh, on Facebook and Instagram. So I think this is my audience from there. And then uh, someone saw it, like posted uh, in some of the groups and people come also after TEDx talk but it was like slow, slowly slowly like you know like 10 people a week but uh, slowly slowly it's growing 10 people that's amazing and the last question I have and this is really important question to me actually is I love to read but I don't read often I find that my brain is so addicted to the phone and computer in ways that I wish it wasn't and so whenever I try to read a page I get so distracted so fast and then I end up just not reading it I brought a book to read that I was extremely excited about reading still excited about reading on this trip it's been three weeks and I haven't even read a page can you share with us how you find the attention span to read like what can we do how can we unwire our brain from all these bad habits with technology well the thought number one um, I don't call it an advice because advice is so useful (laughs) but the thought number one is uh, maybe try meditation and uh, the thought number two maybe try audiobooks and the the thought number three is that I'm not trying to read very fast because I'm not the fan of this you know like speed reading when you're reading like a book every day Uh, no I need to think about it I need to live through it especially if it's a fiction and it, it touches me I like to you know like have time for reflection and for time for oh my god thing so yeah like Try to, you know, like meditate and turn off the phone maybe. Does listening to an audiobook count as reading a book? Yes, definitely. I subscribed to the audiobook provider recently and uh, I'm doing it all my time. And actually, it helped me to walk more. I don't like walking like on foot for mm-hmm. a long time because I get bored and I don't like to speak over the phone. An audiobook, this is actually the cure for, you know, walking more and this makes me fit and my smartwatch is happy about that too. <laughs> L- like my podcast. <laughs> like yeah. listening to podcasts. Thank you so yeah, much for like hanging out. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. You've been absolutely wonderful. You've been such a great connector here in Kiev. I can't wait for other people around the world to check out Kiev to connect with you. You're awesome. Uh, if you want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember we go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Say hello on social, at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. I'm Olga Fanasiva from Ukrainian Venture Capital and Private Equity Association, UVCA. I'm the CEO, and you're listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In Season 4, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and, in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But... Have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? 
There was this blue box on a table. And he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you, and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season 4 is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.